Good evening, everybody. Uh, glad to be with you tonight. And we'll get right into our prayer requests, and then we'll get into our lesson this evening. Uh, being much in prayer for all those on our prayer request. Uh, continue to remember the McAllister family, Stem family, uh, the Sister Gail's family. Um, so do remember them. Uh, my grandma's doing better, uh, but continue to remember her. Uh, Brother Sue Paul, Sister Mim. Uh, Mariah went to the doctors today. Uh, good checkup and good checkup for Paisley. Uh, praise the Lord for that. Uh, Doug Calvert's son, Sister Rhonda Collins, Evan and Rob. Uh, Sister Donna Faye, uh, continue to remember her. Uh, Sister Donna Arnold, uh, do you remember her? Sister Mary, uh, Sister Rhonda Robbins, uh, Roy Campbell, uh, Brother Bill, Sister Joanne, uh, Sister Barbara's daughter Louise, and then granddaughter. Uh, Brother Jerry, Sister Joanne. Sister Reva's brother, he's back in the hospital. Uh, Timothy and Kathy King. Uh, brother Danny Smith's cousin Alex. Uh, Brenda Walls. Debbie Henderson. Darren. Uh, brother Johnny Belt. Uh, he was doing, talked to him yesterday. He was doing a little better, uh, but still real weak. Uh, Justin Kinser. Uh, Sister Rose Todd. Sister Gail's. Uh, great great nephew and Dr. Bill Curry, uh, Debbie Scott, Sister Lisa's family, Brother Daniel, Sister Diane, Aubrey Bedford, uh, Brother Don's son in law, Lonnie London, uh, my brother in law Scott, uh, remember Kat, the neighbor of uh, Sister Joanne, Brother Jerry's, uh, Brother Danny, the Lions, granddaughter Zoe. Uh, Brother Don Reels, granddaughter Autumn, and then Brother Mike uh, looking at hip surgery. Uh, also, uh, continue to, I thought we had some other prayer requests here. Look real fast. Um, Tammy Duke. Uh, so, remember, remember her. So that, that was it on those up there. Um, I did get a good doctor's report today, and uh, I don't have to see my neck doctor anymore. I've graduated from him. Uh, we'll be seeing uh, another doctor, nerve uh, doctor, and then uh, another doctor probably having carpal tunnel surgery. My, both arms uh, for my hands, uh, but uh, that's a small thing compared to what uh, had already been through. So appreciate all your prayers on that. Uh, let's do go Lord in prayer and then we'll get into uh, his word this evening. We may be having audio problems because I messed with the wires today. I apologize folks. All right. I'm the one who messed with the wires so I'm sorry for that. Uh, but Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight for your love, and we thank you, Father, for your blessings, and we just ask you, dear Lord, to help us, Father, to draw close to thee, one to another, precious God. Lord, we ask you to draw us into thine hands and protect and guide each and every life. Lord, we know tonight that you can meet needs to God beyond our expectations or even our thought of what you can do, Lord, and so we pray, dear God, your will be done. 
And Lord, I just ask you tonight to have your way in my heart and soul, have your way in the word. Father, again, just anoint and touch, dear Lord, those who are uh, listening, dear God. Uh, Father, those watching, Lord, those who will in the future, dear Lord, we pray. Uh, dear God, we just ask you, Father, tonight, Lord, help us to say that which you'd have us to, nothing more, nothing less. Again, Lord, thanking you for all that you've already done, all that you will do, and all that you are doing. And we'll praise you, Father, and thank you in Jesus' precious name. And amen. Uh, amen. I almost said you may be seated, but uh, probably everybody is seated. Uh, I want to talk to us tonight about the word tried. And I know that I've probably covered a lot of these verses before uh, in a message, and it may have been called tried. Um, but uh, I was just I was thinking about this this evening, um, looking up some other scriptures, uh, getting upset with uh, some of the uh, other uh, versions of scripture. Uh, uh, or I say other versions of the Bible, the other books. Um, and, and it, it kind of goes back to the thought process of um, when you read the Word of God and you see what it says, it speaks to you, it means something to you. And then you read somebody else's transformation of God's Word and you're just sitting there scratching your head trying to figure out why in the world that they would have said it that way. Why would it have translated to them that way if it's a translation? Why would it be that different? Like, um, so the word of God is pure words, or the word of the Lord's is pure words, and we'll, we'll get to this in a second, versus the word of the Lord is flawless. Um, pure to me uh, is is really a more powerful word. It, it declares that there is nothing in it that is impure. It, it's pure. It's 100%. Where if I looked at something and I said, well, that's flawless, that means I cannot see any imperfections in it. Uh, I, you know, looking at it, I, I'm not seeing anything, but it doesn't mean that it's pure. It just means that I'm looking at it. It's flawless where the word of God declares itself to be pure. Um, and, and, I, and I always use a lot of the same scriptures, but but just again tonight to think about the scripture, the Bible says it pleased God through the foolishness of preaching. In other words, using man to preach his word uh, to save them that would believe, whereas the other says through the foolishness through the foolishness of what was preached. That's so different because now if you declare the word of God to be flawless and then you declare the word of God to be foolishness, that really doesn't make any sense. So uh, when, I, when I looked at this and I thought about this, again, it made me start looking at some other scriptures and I thought about the word tried uh, as I was looking at these scriptures. And so I looked up the word tried. It's found 20 times in scripture, four times five, two times 10, uh, all biblically uh, numerical numbers that you can look at if you wanted to look at those uh, in that aspect. Uh, but the first one, 2 Samuel chapter 22. And uh, we've looked at this chapter quite a bit uh, in our study here a while back that we had on declaring what uh, uh, David uh and Samuel said when he started off, he said, the Lord's my rock, 
fortress, deliverer, uh, you know, my shield, the, my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior. Uh, we looked at all of this there, but let's, let's jump down and we'll go past that. And then he says this, and we'll start in verse 29. For thou art my lamp, O Lord. Just think about that. The word of God is what? A light into my path, a lamp into my feet. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. So, so he says, for thou art my lamp. This word is a lamp. God is a lamp. Jesus said he is the light of the world, right? Uh, and you and I are the light of the world because he is light. If we're in him, we are light. And therefore, if we are light, uh, we're light to the world. So the Lord, we're the Lord. God is our light. He said, thou art my lamp. O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. Uh, ye, you, you once walked in darkness because you were lost, but now because of salvation, if you're saved, you walk in the light. And Jesus said, he is the light that lighteth all men. Uh, for by thee I have run through the troops. By my God I have leaped over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. Go back again. Jesus said, what? I am the way, the truth, and the life. His way is perfect. Jesus is perfect. And, and the word of God is the way that you and I are supposed to live. We're supposed to walk in the old paths. And, and this is the way, right? So the way of God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. In other words, it's been tested. It's been proved. Now we're only in Second Samuel here. We've not even got into uh, the Psalms, and we'll get to the Psalms, but, but just thinking about this, we're, we're just barely in, in, in reality to some aspects. We're barely into creation in some ways, uh, into the existence of man after the flood and stuff, and already they're smart enough to understand and already smart enough to know that God's word has been tried, which means it's been tested. It's already been put to the test. It's, it's worked. If you go back to the book of Exodus, think about it this way. What happened to the children of Israel? What happened to them? They seen God at work. They cried unto God. God heard their cries. He said, the supplication of my people have come uh, unto my ears. And he sends down uh, Moses to lead them out. And, and Moses says, I can't do it. So he says, Go take Aaron with you. But then Moses does all the talking. We see God say, throw down the rod. The rod throw down. It's, it's a serpent. He picks it up. We see him step off into the water. The Red Sea parts. And, and they go before him. He says, in the, he said, he told them that the army, Pharaoh and the army that they seen today, they'd see no more. What happened when all of Israel crosses the Red Sea? Then here comes Pharaoh and his army. They, they're dead. And they see them no more. They're drowned. And we see that already the Word of God is tried. The Word of God has been proven over and over again. He says, the word, of thy word, the word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in Him. And we, we looked at the word buckler tonight. I've, I've talked about how it's the protector. It holds all things together and stuff. And, and the word buckler means to be a shield. And depending on... Uh, what type of shield? It, it varies, it seems like, from one that's worn on the left arm generally that covers the body. In other words, it's 
I think Nettis read it was four foot wide, seven foot tall, something to that effect, some of those dimensions. Other places it says that it, it's, a, it's a surrounding, it's like a bunker shield. It, it, it covers the whole body. And, and so God is just, a, he is everything. He is the protector uh, of all of them that trust in him. Uh, he's the shield. He, he keeps us together, church. He, he keeps things going the right way. And he says, for all those who trust in him, for who is God, save the Lord, and who is a rock, save our God. God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. I cannot go a perfect way if I don't have a perfect way to follow, right? And again, he said there uh, that his way uh, is perfect. And, and so in, in verse 31, as for God, his way is perfect perfect. He was declaring that Jesus Christ was perfect before he ever got here. How can you get around that? Why would you want to mess that up and put the word flawless in there? Uh, I'm just, you know, you say, Brother Ernie, you're getting a little picky on these things. Well, you know what? Uh, it's time to be picky. We've been satisfied with the world so long, we don't even know what it is anymore to, to hold to the higher standards and the higher values of the word go to psalms chapter 12 this evening and it says this verse 6 this is this is where we started at looking at and then it just proceeded to go further the words of the lord are pure words okay stop you don't have to run to all these places tonight and some of these are just coming to my mind they're not even on my note uh pad here verses in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So God's pure. God's perfect. God's been tried, found faith, found faithful, found to be all-powerful, found to be all-knowing, found to be consistent. So the Word of the Lord, for the words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of fire, a furnace of earth, purified seven times seven is god's complete number god's perfect number again and and i thought this is interesting as i looked at it and i thought about you know the bible tells us that that god chose man right he he said that the the scriptures are written by holy men as they were moved of the holy ghost so so faithful men committed men godly men holy men Men who trusted, believed, and, and, and followed after God, believed Jesus Christ not only was but is the Savior, that he died, he rose again, uh, that he ascended. And he, these, this is, these are men that God used because he knew that they would do what he told them to do, and they would not change it to suit their own uh, understanding or their own needs or whatever their whims were. And so I thought it very interesting. It said, as, as silver tried in a furnace of earth. Well, you and I are earth. And then when we got the King James Bible, what happened? A whole bunch of men. Now, now I grant you, grant you, men can sit down and come to a conclusion and every one of them could agree on one thing or maybe two things or three. You know, it's just like, you know, you sit us down with 49 other men and set me down with uh, 48 other men, so be a 49, seven times seven. And everybody likes strawberries. Not too hard to believe. Everybody likes blueberries. Not too hard to believe. 
You know, you can go down the line there. But at some point in time, let's say you start getting to the hard stuff. For me, the hard stuff is like onions. I don't like onions. Don't like tomatoes. Maybe 48 other guys love it. I'd be the oddball out. You, you go around there, liver, maybe maybe 50% of them. So let's say now 25% of them believe it, 24, or 25 of them believe 24 don't. They, they don't like liver. You, you go on down the line, eventually you're going to find that, that somewhere's in there. But yet these men sit down with everything that they have that God gave them in the writing of the King James Bible, and at the end of the time that it took for them to translate the words that were there into the King James Bible, every one of them agreed that it was right. That's what he's talking about here. It's purified. It's tried in the furnace of earth. You and I are earth. Those men were earth. God did it. They, they looked at it all, and it was tried, tested, and proved to be right. You cannot get that if God's not involved. It, it has to be that way. And that's why I said now it's pure. It's not that they couldn't find any fault in, in that, you know, they, they kind of like, well, you know what, I don't see anything wrong with it. It's that they didn't. They, 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 they proved it. And there was no way to find any fault because it wasn't there. It wasn't overlooked. It wasn't missed. It wasn't uh, called, uh, you know, well, that's not bad. We'll get, we can get away with that. It, it was not there. So when we look at the Word of God, it says the pure, that the words of the Lord are pure words as silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. God does that. Verse 7, Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. God's words, not man's word. God's words. The word of the Lord. The word of God. And I, Let me just read this to you, okay? It didn't intend to do this, but you know, Ernie's this way. He can do these things. Uh, let me look at this real quick. Maybe I can find it. Yep. There it is. How far off the beaten path can you get? Okay. And, and, and probably nobody watching me tonight reads an NIV Bible. But if you do, I want, to, I want you to see if these words stay pure. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in the furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, talking about the words of the Lord. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever, talking about the words of the Lord. Listen to this. The words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, which apparently is a, 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 a furnace-type situation uh like gold refined seven times now look verse seven thou shalt keep them o lord thou shalt preserve them from this generation for talking about his words you lord will keep the needy safe and will protect us forever from the wicked those two verses don't say the same thing 
that did not preserve the word of God. That did not keep the word of God. That's not saying, that's talking about people. The Bible here says that God's going to keep his word. And according to the NIV, that's not an important verse. So we just put something totally different into it. That makes no sense to me. That's why I kind of got up in arms about it a little bit and started thinking about trying. I've tried God. I found him faithful. God's trying me to see if I will remain faithful. If you stop to think about it this evening and, and you go through the process of things, and, and I know I try not to make my Wednesday nights too long and, and, and stuff, but, but just, just think about this. Isaiah chapter 28. Let, let's jump there. I, I'll spend too much time where I'm at if I'm not. But, but I want you to think about this. If you're going to talk about God's purity, God's word being pure, how, how can you change God's word? Here's something else. God's declaring to us Jesus before we ever see Jesus. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God. Then the word was God and the same was in the beginning with God. And without him was not anything made that was made. That's Jesus. That's the word and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's Jesus. Look at what he says here, Isaiah chapter 28, verse 16. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay in Zion a foundation, a stone. Jesus is the rock. David declared that God was his rock, right? Jesus is the rock. Jesus is the cornerstone. Jesus is the chief cornerstone. Jesus is the stone which the builders rejected and the same has become the head. Think about it for a minute. A tried stone. A tried stone. Jesus was proven over and over again. Isaiah tells us that he was like a sheep before his shears was done, so he opened not his mouth. We found that to be true in his in, in when he was being a, a, a judge in his trial. We we find that in all of the things that we see that he he's absolutely perfect. He's infallible. He's they tried to trick him and he couldn't be tricked. They tried to tie him up in their words and they couldn't be tied up. He, he was tried. They, they brought a woman in adultery, the very act of adultery. They didn't bring the man, they brought the woman. He could, he could have condemned the woman and then said, get me the man too. But instead, he said, thou without sin cast the first stone because he knew in their hearts, they weren't worried about the fact that she was committing adultery. They were trying to destroy him using her. So we find that he's tried and he's proven he's true. So he's a true tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. And, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. We need to be slow to speak, right? Slow to wrath, quick to hear, slow to speak. We, we need to make sure that we follow the will of the word and the way of God. If, if we stay down, slow down and do those things right, right, we'll be all right. Judgment also will, I lay in the line in the righteousness to the plummet and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies and the waters shall overflow the hiding places. It, and I, I just kind of simplify this up. It's going to be 
clean and perfect, tried and true. It's going to be right. And, and so just looking at those, uh, uh, Daniel chapter 12, verse 10. And, and, and when, I, when I get down this, when I, when I do that, I'm going to jump down to the end of this page because I'm going to close out uh, with the last three verses. I'll skip, I'll skip something I've got here. Many shall be purified. Now, now just think about this for a second. Let me, let me go ahead and, and turn over here because I read more of this uh, in preparation for it. And, and I thought, well, I can just explain it to you. But Daniel's vision. So he gets his vision. He has it here. And then he says this in verse 9. Yet heard I the voice of his words. And when I heard the voice of his words, then was I in a deep sleep on my face and my face toward the ground. And behold, the hand touched me. Oh, sorry. Wrong. I thought, wait a second. Daniel's vision. See, I told you if I didn't look at it, I'd be wrong. All right. Verse 8, and I heard, but I understood not. Then said I, O Lord, O my Lord, what shall the end be of these things? He said, and he said, Go thy way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the time of the end. Many shall be purified, made white, and tried. Now I want you to I want you to think about this. Daniel 12, verse 10. Many shall be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. The wicked don't understand the word of God. They don't understand the way of God. They don't understand the will of God, the purpose, excuse me, the purpose of God or the plan of God. But the righteous do. You and I do. If, a little while we're in this walk of life. A little while we're going to be tried. We're going to be tested. We're going to go through temptations. We're going to go through tribulations. And yet we're supposed to be remain faithful, right? So you can you can hold that spot or you can go over here. Many, I thought that many shall be purified. Revelations chapter two. Revelations chapter two. Here's, here's, here's the churches, the seven churches. And we, we start off with these. Here, here we go. The seven churches. Let's, let's just do this. Verse 8, uh, the angel of the church of Samaria write these things, saith the first and the last, that which that was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulations. So he already knows what they do and he knows what they've been through. And poverty, but thou art rich. I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devils shall cast some of you into prison, that ye may be tried. You're going to be tested. Jesus was tested. He was tried. We're going to be tested. We're going to be tried. And he says, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. So when we're tried, be faithful. When we're going through tribulation, be faithful. There's going to be a time, all right? You can jump down there, or excuse me, go back over there. Uh, I skipped one, verse two of chapter two. 
I know thy works and thy labors and thy patience, how thou cannot bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and have found them liars. The Bible says to test the spirits whether they be of God or not. And so the same thing, they tried those which said they were apostles and found that they're not apostles. And, and you know, it says, and hast borne and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted, but they had left their first love. If you stop to think about it here, Jesus is telling us that he already knows what's going on. If you jump over to chapter 3, verse 18, I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. Have you ever seen the commercials on television and they're selling the gold coins? And they guarantee that they are 99.999% pure gold. Or they're 99.999% pure silver. They cannot guarantee that they're 100% pure. But they're 99.999% pure, which means there is a one hundredth or one thousandth impurity. It's the smallest of impurities. In other words, they can't find it. It's, it's there, but they're, they're not going to be able to get that part out. My Bible tells me that God's pure, not, not flawless. flawless. Again, you know, I, I, don't, I don't get that. I don't get that. But he's pure, and he's not 99.999. He's 100% pure, and his word is 100% pure. You must have a pure word of God if you have a pure God because God became flesh and dwelt among us, and that's Jesus, right? For thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He's, he's perfect. He's pure. Go over here just a little bit further, and I'll, I'll be done. Okay. Uh, here we go. Nope. No, 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 no. That's not it. That's not it. I thought it was a little bit further back here. Um, I don't know if I can find it or not. These are they which come out of great tribulation and washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Sorry, folks, this has come to my mind. And so... There we go. 
chapter 7. That's why it threw me. Chapter 7 in the book of Revelations, verse 9. And after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all, of all nations and kindred and people and tongues. And, now look at this. And stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood around about the beast and fell down uh, before the throne and on their faces in worship, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor, power and might be unto our God forever and ever. And one of the and one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes, in which came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are they which came out of great tribulation, have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they before the throne of God to serve him and serve him day and night in his temple, and he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sunlight upon them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all their tears. We rejoice in that. We celebrate that. Verse, excuse me, chapter 12, verse 10 again, Daniel, many shall be purified and made white and tried. Why? By the blood of the lamb. Pure blood. The blood of goats, bulls, sprinkling of ashes. Now think about this. Think about this for just one second. Animals have no conscience. They, they have no soul. They have no spirit. You know, they do what animals do. And, and Jesus was no animal. He was human. Yet he was God. So he's God in the flesh. He made, was made in the likeness of flesh, but knew no sin. His blood, 100% pure, just as his word is. Because it's his word that I read, that I see, that I need him as my savior. And I understand who he is and the power that he has to not only conquer death, hell, and the grave, but the power to redeem me from my sins because he has pure blood. And that's how my robe gets made white. It's washed in the blood of the lamb. And it's done because I trust in a pure word of God. Father, this evening, I thank you, Lord, and I love you. I pray God help me, Lord, to be that which I need to be and do that which I need to do and help these, Father, tonight who are here and Lord, just make us strong, dear God, in you. Make us faithful, Lord. Father, I just pray, touch the needs according to your plan, your will, and your purpose. Help us to be light in a darkened world. And Father, we just thank you for all these things and we praise you for all these things in Jesus' holy, holy name. And amen, amen. I pray God bless and keep you safe until we meet again.